The Hugh Freaks era starts Saturday as the You Miss Minutemen travel to Auburn. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? What is up, Uptempo gang? The wait is over, everybody. Game weekend is here. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Blake, talk to the people. What is up, Auburn family? We are a day away, one sleep away from kickoff at Jordan-Hare Stadium. It feels good. I'm so ready. Uh, and UMass, they, they've got something coming to them that, that uh, they haven't seen yet this year. So they're coming off a big win, Dustin. They got a big win. They went to New Mexico State, handled business. A lot of people were writing them off. Uh, they were seven-point dogs going out there, uh, and, and they come up with a big-time win. And, you know, kudos to them, man. But they gave up 400 yards uh, to New Mexico State. So I think Auburn can do serious damage here Saturday. Yes, sir. Um when you're done checking this one out, if you're on the way up to Auburn Saturday and you missed our, our preview with uh, Nathan Strauss, play-by-play announcer for UMass, go check that out, man. It was very in-depth look at the minute, man. Uh, good stuff from our guy, Nathan. Um, Blake, let's get right into it, man. Some news came out today. We did some checking with some sources to make sure that it was true, and it appears that it is. Uh, the questions that have been asked all summer about the status of Jarquest Hunter – he is not expected to play this Saturday. Me and you talked about this multiple times, kind of what this will look like, saying that this was a possibility. It's really funny, right, that I've been saying I think he was going to get a game for months and months. And then on the last episode, I said, you know what? I think he's just going to play and no worries. And then, of course, two days later, it comes out. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, man, kind of like we talked about, and I'll, I'll let you get on it, but I'm excited to see I'm excited to see what tomorrow – that's my feeling on this. I'm, I'm excited. I know what quest can do. We don't need him. I'm excited to see these other guys that you play. I'm excited that, that we're going to get to see Jeremiah Cobb Ooh, in, in, in an extended role, right? Not, yeah. not mop-up duty. Like, we're probably going to get to see him pretty early, right? That's what yeah. I'm thinking here. Uh, I think the kid's going to get on the field. I think he's going to get to touch it out of the backfield. Uh, they're going to give him a, a, a screen or something like that, a little hot route out of the backfield, uh, something to kind of get him going out in space. Uh, and and that's what I'm excited to see. I know I know what he can do at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're, they're saying that his high school talent is just maneuvering to the college game has come flawlessly. Uh, so I'm not worried about that. I want to see him out in space, man. Give him a little swing pass out there and let the kid go, man. Let him loose. Uh, I know that Damari Austin is going to eat. I know uh, we have high hopes for him. I know Brian Batiste. We know what he can do, especially in the kick return game. But we're going to get to see him. Uh, and and I know the performance he had against Florida last year. Uh, so th- this was a guy, Brian Batiste was a guy that Hugh, you know, he goes and gets in the transfer portal. He knows what he can do in between the tackles. Uh, he knows what he can do out in space, Dustin. Uh, so we're going to get a chance to see him. We're going to get a chance to even see Sean Jackson, right? You mm-hmm. know, short yardage. Uh, a guy maybe maybe we get in a fourth and one, you know, and, and we bring in a jumbo package, and and maybe Mr. Jackson gets a gets a tough handoff and and picks up a, a yard or two for us. So I'm gonna say that this is the best room on the team and one that I am most excited to see uh, this Saturday and for the entire year, Dustin. Do you think Tamari has a hundred yard day? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think he has. I think he goes for a hundred. Uh, I think there's a possibility if you uh, if you watched the UMass New Mexico State game. Uh, New Mexico State ripped off about a seventy yard run on them, mm. and I think Demari. Uh, I think he has a chance to rip one for a long long touchdown uh it's because when he gets out in the open field bro like there's nobody on umass that's gonna stop him um and and if you do try to stop him he can he can run right through you or he can go around you so uh yeah i think damari goes for 100 yeah this is your chance if you're damari because when jarquez got his opportunity um to step up and be running back two behind tank he took full advantage of it right out the gate if you're damari here's your chance because if you don't take it the T's here to show. The T, we saw that fireside. He's like, he's like, hey man, I could have stayed at South Florida and been the guy, but I wanted to come here and show that I can compete on this level. Mm-hmm. Like you just talked about Jeremiah Cobb. All the reports are that talent is transitioning just the way that anybody that paid attention thought it would, because he's a high IQ player that knows exactly what to do, especially on on passing downs. And if you're a running back that on third and six that I can depend on to pass block, run the right route, do the right things. It's invaluable, man. There was a uh, you remember Ronald Jones, the running back out of USC that played for the Bucks a couple years ago. Yep, dude, he can't pass block. Great running back, almost had a thousand yards one year for the Bucks. Had like a ninety-eight yard run, longest run in Tampa Bay Bucks history. Um, he can't pass block, mm-hmm. so when he's in the game, you know what it is. Jeremiah is a very versatile guy that can do it all. I'm excited to see him get a lot of snaps now week one. And uh, the interesting thing with that becomes with that four game rule, do we keep him under four games? And I think a lot of that just kind of plays out to to injuries, right? If we have to use him or not. Um, But it will be fun to see him get an extended role. Sean Jackson works hard. Don't want to overlook him. Love to see him get it. I think all four guys, Blake, I think all four guys will tote the ball over five times. What do you? What happens if Jeremiah comes onto the scene tomorrow and has a big day, and then they go out to Cal and they use him out there, and he has another big day? Mm. It's kind of hard to look at it. And I mean, to, did you see my tweet? What'd you say? So uh, Mike G tweeted out basically saying that it's it's like it's going to be Demari Day, right? Yeah. And I said, and I quote tweeted it said, "Yep." And Cobb's taking one or two guys' spots. And I meant Sean Jackson or Batiste. I'm sorry. I think Jeremiah Cobb's that talented, and I think he's that talented at a position where you can come in immediately and take somebody's spot. So it's not a knock at Batiste. It's not a knock at Sean Jackson. And I think a guy, especially Batiste, um, he can still be used in specific roles regardless. But I think as far as overall reps go and for all the crap Hugh says about not having a depth chart, as far as overall depth chart goes, mm-hmm. yeah. I think what's going. I think my prediction is, as long as Jeremiah Cobb gets the playing opportunity that we're talking about him getting Saturday, I think he takes one of those guys' spots. I think he is an elite talent that is going to play in the league, and I just don't think it takes long for run for a running back. And look, I know like I was high on another. I've been high on another freshman like Keldrick, right? But I said it's going to take time. I've said that that A&M game might be a rough game for him, might be his first kind of wake-up call. That Georgia game, that LSU game might be rough for him. I said Keldrick turns it on at the end of the year. Running back's a different position, man. 
I think he, Jeremiah can step in immediately, obviously, versus UMass and make mm-hmm. something happen. Yeah, I think he's taking somebody's spot, dude. I think he's that good. I just think he's that good. Yeah, from everything uh, that we've read and heard, man, like it's hard to 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 say that he's not he's not going to be on the field, Dustin. Uh, and yeah, he is that talented. Uh, right. I, I got to talk to one of his high school coaches at a camp I went to a couple months ago. Uh, there was some guys from up that way down in Monroeville, Alabama, and uh, he said that he's a freaky talent and he's not going to have a problem transitioning <laughs> over to the college game, and that's what we're hearing. So uh, I'm excited to see him, and I really am. Yeah, for sure. So, Blake, what we want to do here is one thing that you're looking for Saturday, we're going to do offensive side and defensive side, right? One thing that you just want to see, just something that you're looking for, you want to see. Maybe it's something that you want to see improved off of last year. Maybe it's a concern that you have this year. Just one thing that you're looking for. We'll start on offense here first. And um, offense, Blake, I want to see some long passes, some medium to long, some 15 yards to 30-yard passes be connected. I because I know, and I want to see the attempts. Really, I want to see the attempts, and I want to see a couple connect. Because I don't, we'll talk, we'll give our final score prediction here at the end. I've kind of alluded to all week. I think it's going to be a slow start. I think mm-hmm. that people in that some of us in Jordan Hare in the, in the at the end of the first quarter might be sitting around going, huh? Mm-hmm. But just calm down. It's what four, forty-five new new faces here, right? Yeah. Half the team changed. There's a lot of turnover. Um, there's all of these new receivers as a brand new quarterback, all of these things, man. So I just think that you might see some, uh, some completions early that should have happened that didn't happen. Right. So when we look at, uh, let's look at these receivers right here to my point, Jair shorter and Shane hooks, two guys that are brand new to the team, Peyton Thorne, brand new to the team. We talked about this the other day. Jeremiah Wright is the only guy, um, on that offensive line, Jeremiah Wright and Cam Stutz that have started a game. Um, Jay Fair obviously was here last year, but was a true freshman. Like this is his first, okay, you're the guy type moment. So it's just a ton of new faces there. So what I want to see in that passing game specifically is those passes from 15 to 30 yards. I want to see three or four of those completed, man. I want to see some big plays in the passing game. I want to see Jay Fair. I want to see all that hype. I want to see Jay Fair lead up to that hype. I want to see Jay Fair have 60 to 80 to 100 yards. Show me something. Rivaldo Fairweather, I've heard all this hype. Catch one over the middle, truck that free safety, and bust that thing for 40 yards. I want to see some big, big plays made in the passing game play. I want to see how we come off the line of scrimmage, Dustin. Hmm. I want to I want to see how this offensive line looks, and I know it's UMass. I, I I I get it, okay. But there's a lot of things that you can take away from playing teams like this. Last year, San Jose State. Last year when we played Mercer, I remember I tweeted and I said, "Hey, uh, our offensive line is not good," and I got ripped on that tweet. It's like, oh, we're we're three quarters in and you're sitting here saying that our offensive line's not good and we're up by three touchdowns. And I'm, I'm just telling you, look, our offensive line is not good. Killian Zaire, you know, there's, there's problems on, on O-line and there's problems uh, in that interior. So, man, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what an Avery Jones looks like. You know, I know he's got 
all the reps at, at East uh, East Carolina and, and everything, and he's coming over. Gunner Britton from Western Kentucky, man. Uh, just the Dylan Wade from Tulsa. You know, all those guys, they're, they're veterans. But how are they going to play inside of Jordan here, and how are they going to mesh together uh, in, in run block and, and pass protection, right? So, uh, you know, I also want to see how Peyton Thorne handles if he gets heat put on him. Are we okay. are we gonna see are we gonna see a Peyton Thorn leave the pocket early, or are we gonna see a Peyton Thorn step up in the pocket and make a big time throw? Because we heard in the first scrimmage that he was kind of wanting to leave the pocket early. Right. He really didn't have to, and so I'm interested in in to see Peyton and uh, and how he plays Saturday. What about on the defensive side of the ball? Mm, I think you know where I'm going with that. Look, I know everybody <laughs> wants to talk about, uh, you know, stopping the run and everything. My key for the defense, uh, I want to see – I will be highlighting Zion Puckett. I want to see how he plays this year. I'm tired of okay. Zion getting beat. All right? uh, and, uh, time to step up, huh? Time to step up. Because, uh, like you've mentioned in, in previous episodes, we have depth there. <laughs> We have a Donovan Kaufman that can go back there and take that. All right. Uh, there's guys, man. Uh, I know you're high on Sylvester Smith, right? Oh, yeah. I know uh, there's a Marquise Gilbert back there. Like, we have dudes, man. Uh, and real quick, I know this is off topic, but every time I see Champ Anthony's name, bro, like, I mean, good for that kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Just being in the sure. two deep, like, kudos, man. Yeah. Four Juco games total. Yeah, man, good for him. Uh, but but we have talent back there. And, uh, you know, me and you were kind of talking off air, like could you throw a Keontae back there if if Zion does the struggles continue from last year? Do you throw a Keontae back there or do you throw a Donovan Kaufman back there? Uh, so there's pieces that you can put uh, in the, in that spot, man, in that, in that, uh, in that safety spot. So uh, I will be highlighting Zion Puckett. I want to see three turnovers created. Mm. I want to see us create three turnovers. I want to sack, fumble, and I don't care. But let's get that damn ball, man. It can't yeah. be what it was last year. And then we've had two scrimmages where we didn't get any, and we've talked about it. I don't know what to make of that because maybe we're just protecting the ball good on offense, and I should be happy because that certainly was a problem last year. But I want to see us win this thing. Um I want to see us win this thing plus three in the turnover margin. Ideally, you don't create any on offense, but uh, obviously I want to see us create some havoc on defense. And I've heard all this stuff about Ron Roberts and what his scheme is going to do. And I'm interested to see what Cam Riley's going to do. I just I want to see these guys get in there, man, force some turnovers, that kind of thing. And then as a whole, so we've given what we give, you know, what we want to see offensively and defensively as a whole, Blake, I just want to, I don't want to see dumb penalties. Yeah. I know it's week one. I know there's going to be some sloppy stuff. I know there'll be a false start or two, but let's not have four or five of them. And for the love of God, not on third and one. You know, let's let's keep let's keep the penalty count down and nothing stupid, nothing sloppy. Don't shoot yourselves in the foot when you get in the red zone. Don't get a ten yard penalty that backs you out of field goal range type thing. That's what I want to see: some clean football. And and by the way, uh, I just wanted to throw throw this out there. I do think Zion Puckett has has a better year. All right. okay. I, I think I think it's time to him for to step up, uh, and I think he does that. So uh, I, I'm I'm interested to to watch that DB room, uh, the safeties, 
Uh, and and I want to see if UMass can actually – do they try to stretch the field? Do they try to throw the ball mm-hmm. vertically down the field on us? Uh, because I think if they do, they're making a mistake. So, Yeah, for sure. And you're expecting uh, you expect an improved year for them, and I've already said I'm expecting a big year from Nehemiah. So there's just some guys right there that we need to step up and make it happen. And the time for talk is up, dude. And we we got a staff now that ain't gonna play no games. <laughs> That's if, a fact. If, you, if you ain't gonna get it done, dude, then here comes Kay and Lee, or in in Puckett's case, if you're not gonna get it done, here comes Gilbert, or like you said, a guy like Sylvester Smith is making noise. Mm-hmm. You already uh, t- Colton Hood's already on that depth chart, dude. Like you said, yeah. Champ Anthony. The staff's not scared. They'll put guys in there. Um, so these these seniors that are it's their last chance. It's now or never, man. You yep. got to make it happen. Wait, talk to the people. Uh, how can they get some good gear, man, going into the Jordan-Hare Stadium this Saturday? Hey, go visit homefieldapparel.com, 15% off, using the code UPTEMPO at checkout, okay? Uh, this is a great company based out of Indianapolis. Uh, they offer 150 universities, I believe, and they're dropping new stuff every single day. So go check it out. Excuse me, my dad's calling me. Uh, I'm sure he's <laughs> wanting to talk about football. What's uh, up, Pops? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but back to Homefield, man. Go check out Homefield. They're dropping new things every single day. Uh, I think they're dropping an Ole Miss thing this weekend. So it's not just Auburn. Uh, and like Dustin always says, man, I know there's some people in your family that don't pull for Auburn. So go get them a T-shirt. Uh, you know, whatever you want to search the site for. And, uh, man, I love the feeling of their T-shirts. They're super yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Uh, wash, them on, <laughs> wash, them, <laughs> wash them on cold water. Do not do not heat them babies <laughs> up because it will take the print right off of them. But <laughs> homefiddleparel.com, they have been excellent to us, and we appreciate them. Yes, sir, 100%. And after you get done doing that, get you one of these up-tempo, up-tempo podcasts, level up. Go to the warport.com, go to the shop section. I believe they're on page four. Uh, yeah. There's go to page four, level up, up tempo shirt. Help us out, guys. Go over there and get that done for us, man. And uh, Blake, you want to talk to people about the memberships before we get in here and make our SEC picks? Absolutely, Dustin. Uh, we got the uh, JV squad, $3.99 a month. And that offers members only live chat, member shout outs. Priority reply to comments, early access to videos, and the exclusive gifts. Uh, we would love for each and every one of you to join. Uh, we greatly appreciate it if you do. But if you want to take it a step further, go join that varsity squad. It's five ninety nine a month, and it offers recruiting updated videos. Uh, we did a we did one on Bryce Kane last Friday night. We usually drop those uh, around lunchtime on Saturday. Uh, so, you know, I thought Bryce Kane, I thought it was an excellent episode. Getting to watch that kid was a blast. Uh, just the the progress that he's made from last year to this year, Dustin. I absolutely enjoyed it, man. Uh, we have a game day group chat. We're going to get that uh, ready for all of our members uh, this Saturday morning. Uh, Gameplay with you. Send us over those Xbox gamer tags, man. If you want to hop on some Madden or some NCAA next summer when it comes out, Get with me and Dustin, and we'll link up and play. Uh, And then watch the film, Auburn Baseball. I know it's a little ways off, but, man, when this football season ends, we are going to start cracking down on Auburn Baseball and watching those films. Going to be looking at at bats from Ike Irish and Cooper McMurray and all those things, Chris Stanfield. Hopefully we can get some of those guys on the podcast this year. 
Uh, and we're even going to be breaking down some some Zach uh, Crotchfelt. We're, we're going to be uh, Tanner Bauman and things like that. It's going to be a phenomenal Auburn baseball season. So, And the discounted merchandise, man, we're going to uh, get in here on our live shows and get a T-shirt up and uh, pick a winner and do some things like that here in the future. So there's a lot of exciting things coming for this podcast. And, man, it's just uh, chills, man. Football season's here, Dustin. Yes, sir. Now's the time to do it, guys. Um, like you mentioned, that Bryce came with this week. Prospect, I will be focusing on Dylan Upshaw. He's a class of 2025 guy from Phoenix City. I'll be headed up to Phoenix City in the morning. Going to check him out. Obviously, we'll keep my eyes on Cam Coleman. It'll be hard to ignore him. And I don't think <laughs> he, I don't think that Hugh Freeze and Marcus Davis have quite given up on him yet. Another big uh, offensive lineman for Phoenix City, uh, Spencer Waldrop, class of 25 kid that we're hard after as well. Uh, but Dylan Upshaw will be the main one that I'm trying to get clips of and uh, focus on the way we did Bryce Kane last week. Also on the watch the film on that, uh, got some recruiting ones coming very soon of trying to do some Malcolm Simmons and stuff like that. So if you're varsity squad members, man, just stay tuned. We appreciate all you guys for uh, getting in there and helping us out, brother. All right, Blake, let's get in here and make some SEC predictions. Look, there's a lot of cupcake games this week. So we're not going to get on here and say, you know, Mississippi State's going to beat whoever. Alabama's going to beat Mid-Tennessee. You're right. Alabama's going to beat Mid-Tennessee. We already know all that. Um, we're recording this on Thursday night, but we both picked, uh, for the record, we both picked Florida. Correct? You're going with Florida? I know you were wishy-washy on this one. Yeah, like when I did the B-Wheel thing, I was like staying away from betting. Actually, uh, I meant Utah. Excuse me. I had to cut you off. I meant Utah. I'm going Utes. I got Utah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm taking Utah solely because they're at home, even without Cam rising. I I just watched the first drive uh, from Mertz and yikes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Give me the Utes. (laughs) Yeah. By the time y'all are hearing this, that game will be over with. Um, But yeah, we're we're both going Utah there. Um, And then obviously all the cupcake games, we're going chalk. Uh, So Tennessee and Virginia, Blake. I got Tennessee. You got Tennessee. You got Tennessee big here? Big. I have them covering, actually, uh, the minus 28. 28. 28. Ooh. Good. Man, Lord. Florida is terrible. Utah's already scored. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Like I said the other night, man, four and eight, four and eight coming down the pipe for Florida. North Carolina versus South Carolina. Blake, I got South Carolina. I got South Carolina having a uh, a good year. And I just feel like uh, I love our boy, James, Gene Chizik. But if he's not going to change up that defense and get with the times, kind of in the same way that Jimbo Fisher hasn't changed up that offense and got with the times yet, then he's going to continue to get burnt, man. You're leaving up too many holes in that zone. People are just finding those holes and they're eating them alive. I'm going South Carolina here. Look, I think this one's going to be a fun one, and I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna be interested uh, to see Spencer Rattler and how well he plays because we saw the back end of the season, Dustin. He played phenomenal. It was like he kind of started figuring things out. And I talked with B Will about this uh, yesterday when we did our little episode. Uh, and at Oklahoma, man, I just feel like. I know they play cupcake defenses, but I feel like he had some cards stacked against him. Um, And I just – I never saw him being comfortable in that offense. And I know it sounds crazy, but he had Caleb Williams over his shoulder in his second year, right? Mm -hmm. And I I was telling B-Will this, that he was standing at the 50 one night. I forget who they were playing. But the entire crowd was saying, we want Caleb. We want Caleb. All right? And – 
I feel like at that point the kid hit rock bottom. I, I feel like he he was just lost. He wasn't into football, so he had to transfer. All right, and the the balls on the kid to come to the Southeastern Conference. All right, you're in the Big Twelve, Dustin. All right, you're supposed to be putting up big numbers. You're supposed to be throwing the ball all around the yard. For some reason, it didn't work. Maybe Oklahoma's line was trash and Caleb Williams was just better at taking off and running and uh, evading pressure and uh, pushing the ball down the field. I don't know what it was with Spencer. But he comes to the SEC, man, and you saw the first couple games last year. Everybody was like, ah, here we go. Here's the same Spencer Rattler. But then it started clicking, and he started figuring it out. And I I was watching an interview with him, and they were like, what's the difference – in a Lincoln-Riley offense, and then what you do at South Carolina. And he said, okay, South Carolina is more what you're going to get in professional football, right? You're going to get a, a West Coast style, uh, you know, a, a huddle system, uh, and and you're going to get, uh, you know, uh, 12 personnel, 11 personnel, and things like that, right? And he was like, at Oklahoma, it was just throw a number in and read it off read it off your your pad, and that was it. Like, that was the play. And he was like, here, man, you get actual play calls. You get checks at the line of scrimmage. And he was like, so there was a lot for me to figure out at the beginning of the year. He was like, but as the year went on, he was like, I started started getting it. Things started clicking. So I'm excited to see can he uh, mature on that performance at the back end of last year. Because the big thing with Spencer, man, is you don't turn the ball over, right? Don't turn the ball over, and the kid can be really good. And I know a lot of people don't believe that, but he's got the talent. He wasn't the number one guy coming out of high school for no reason. Now, on the other side, you got the best quarterback in the country, in my opinion. He just ain't got no defense. And I think South Carolina's defense is a little better than North Carolina's, like you mentioned. And I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tight. But I think South Carolina just has a couple more playmakers – than North Carolina does. Juice Wells is healthy. Uh, the Knox kid is healthy. They seem to be good to go for Saturday night. So I'm going South Carolina, Dustin. In a close one. In a close one. I got you. Yeah, I'm going Gamecocks. I just like what Shane Beamer's built. LSU is traveling to Orlando, man. A little revenge game. That game last year was walky. One of the wilder games of the year. Miss extra points. Stupid penalties. All kind of crap, man. They, uh, muff, muff. What muff? Two or three punts. Yeah, just LSU. Wild. Yeah, LSU special team said, "Here you go." Wild game down there in New Orleans. It's crazy for LSU. LSU normally the voodoo in Louisiana normally works in their favor. Uh, that was a wild night for them, but. Uh, I got a big bloody man that's an LSU fan. I've heard all offseason about this game. I know that the LSU fans want this one bad. I got the Tigers. I got the Tigers big. Look, I think that FSU is going to have a a good record at the end of the year, but I don't know how good of a team that means they really are. I mean, there's a lot of things that Auburn fans would do for that schedule that Florida yeah. State's got. Okay, we've never we've never seen one like that. <laughs> We've never. I mean, I, I don't even know how to explain it to you. So I think that FSU might be nine and three, ten and two ish, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're a, a great team. I think that LSU is better in the trenches, uh, better at the perimeters, uh, just deeper, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got LSU, and I'll be honest, man. What's the spread on this one? Uh, two and a half, I believe. And oh I've, yeah, yeah, I've got LSU by. 
is by 10, 10 to 14 points here. Who's the dog here? Is LSU the – no, no, LSU's favored, right? Yeah, got to be. Let me let me let me check just to make sure. I got the tie. I got the Tigers winning big, man. I just think that, uh, big. Big. I mean, by ten to fourteen. Yeah. So if okay. the spreads spreads two and a half, yeah, definitely, definitely. I got a I got a ten to fourteen point victory here, and I think LSU. Yeah, LSU's, LSU's the favorite. There, it's two point uh, spreads. Yeah, I got I got FSU by ten or LSU, excuse me, by ten to fourteen points here, Blake. I like that. I like that. I'm taking LSU as well. Uh, even though the the Mason Smith kid suspended, I still think Harold Perkins leaves his mark on this football game. This is one of the most talented mm. guys that we have gotten to see, and uh, it's saying something in the Southeastern Conference, right? But this kid's special, man, and I think he leaves his print on on this football game. And I want to see Jaden Daniels take shots down the field. Mm. I want him to step up this For year sure. and and show me that he can push the ball down the field because I know he can because I remember watching him put Oregon to sleep one night when he was at Arizona State. Uh, so I know he can throw the ball down the field, but last year it was a struggle, and he had to uh, make plays with his feet. And I think he was the leading rusher for LSU last year, if I'm not mistaken. But that can't happen. LSU's got they got to establish a running game. All right, they got to have somebody in that backfield step up. Uh, and and be big this year because Jaden Daniels taking off and running is not going to be it this year. I think they're going to have to have more than that. So I still like LSU. Uh, and if you see me keep peeking up, it's because Grand Mike <laughs> is absolutely trash. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, LSU, man. All right, Blake. First one of the year, dude. We get to predict the score for Auburn Saturday. Look, we kind of hinted at it this week. I'm going Auburn 45, UMass 20, and I'll explain mine here, and then I'll let you get yours. Um, I just feel like it's going to be a, a first quarter, maybe a quarter and a half there out the gate where mm-hmm. it's 17 to 10-ish or 14 to 7 or something. I just – I just going to be one of the things, man. This is yeah. – half of this team is brand new. It's all brand new coaches. There's all this hype. There's all this excitement, and everyone's just expecting Auburn to come out here and smack these guys 70 to nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think that in the second half, it'd be kind of obviously the depth and all these things, we eventually pull away. But I think it'll be, you know, man, look, I just brought the depth chart up a minute ago. There's a bunch of new pieces, man. There's going to be some plays that are missed. There's going to be some times where maybe Shorter's wide open and Peyton either misses him or maybe a wrong route. Is, they're just whatever it is, the timing's going to be off. There might be a miscommunication between all those guys on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're just going to, some mental mistakes might happen. UMass has already played a game. They've kind of already got those kind of things out of the way. It's not. I don't think it's not the end of the world. Auburn's going to be up eventually at this, you know, 40 to 17 or something like that and just kind of pull away. Or maybe all, maybe we, maybe these, these 20 points that I'm, I'm predicting here, maybe they come on the twos, right? But I just think that it's just nothing to worry about. Um, I got us kind of struggling. And I don't even say struggling. I think we're leading throughout the whole – like I don't think it's going to be Auburn's ever going to be – we're not going to be down 10 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. I'm not saying that. But just as showing up, blowing them out the water, um, I don't see that. I think it's going to be kind of a slow grind. And as the game goes, the boys kind of figure it out. And then you look up and you say, hey, okay, we put this one away. I like it. Um, I like Auburn big. I see that. 
big. All right, I like Auburn to cover. If you got them at minus 35, I like them to cover by one point. All right, uh, 52 to 16. I think Auburn comes out. Hugh Freeze's first game at Jordan Hare Stadium. I think this team fills this crowd. I think they uh, get behind their head coach, and I think they have a day against a bad UMass team. Like I still don't think they're good, man. Yeah, I watched, that, I watched that New Mexico State game, and I just do not think they're good. Um, th- their quarterback could cause some issues uh, with taking off and running and everything, but man, how are they going to push the ball down the field? Like I mentioned earlier, I, I just don't think it's there, man. I, I, I don't think they can throw the ball down the field. They couldn't even do it against New Mexico State, Dustin. So. How are you gonna how are you gonna open up this Auburn defense? How? Because if you're not taking shots against the secondary, right. Auburn knows that they're gonna key on the run because UMass is gonna try to run the football. There, I think their quarterback had what 90 yards rushing the other day against New Mexico State. Yeah, he was and right there. He averaged five point six a carry. Yeah, and their back had sixty or seventy or whatever. Something. Yeah, he averaged like yeah. five point three a carry rushing. Yeah. So I mean, they're gonna try to run the football, and I'm just sitting here. Wondering, I'm 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 not worried about the run defense against UMass. Like I, I think we dominate this football game. I think we dominate it from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. And and I think UMass. Uh, I think they kick a couple field goals, might get a late touchdown uh, on the twos or whatever. And uh, I like Auburn to cover, Dustin. Yes, sir. Well, no surprise. We both had our Tigers going big. Listen. Last year, um, anybody that was doing Auburn content can tell you it was tough. It was tough coming on after every game and just trying, just trying to come up with something, man. At some point, you just got to call it. It's good to have hope again. It's good to sit here and predict dubs again. What you got, baby? Uh, talking about how tough it is, man. I'm such a homer. I picked. Uh, Auburn to beat Arkansas last year, <laughs> just just because I told Dustin, I was like, man. I like, I want to be a truther, man, but I just, uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> like, it's so hard for me to pick against Auburn. And, you know, you might hear one of those this year where I might pull one out of my tail and say, hey, look, I think Auburn wins this football game just because I'm one of those dudes that I, I love the Auburn Tigers. And I, I want to be real. I want to be true. Uh, but, you know, I, I might make a crazy one every now and then, Dustin. Yes, sir. Well, look, look forward to seeing this Hugh Freeze era kickoff, man. Cannot wait. Look forward to seeing everybody there Saturday. If you see me at Tiger Walk, man, don't be scared to walk. Come up to me and say hello. Less than 100 subs, Blake. Less than 100 subs away from 1,000. Guys, 1,000 is a huge benchmark for us. I've said it before. So many things open up for you when you get some 1,000 subs. So, please, I mean, just our last two live shows alone. The first one did 2.5 thousand views. Tuesday nights is at, is at 1.6 thousand views. There's a lot of you guys that are watching that just haven't hit that sub button yet. Please just hit that sub button. It doesn't cost a thing, man. Helps us out tremendously. We're just trying to get to that 1,000. We love everybody that is retweeting, showing us all the support. All you guys in the comments who are members, love you, man. Listen, go on that wallreport.com. Get you one of these shirts like our boy Tanner did. I see some other you guys as well DMing me talking about you got you one. So appreciate it, man. Those things look good. Shout out to Ike for making those for us. Look yeah. forward to Saturday, Blake. We will be back Sunday, 3 o'clock. 
with our uh, with our recap, reviewing this big time Auburn dub. Y'all already know we're live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Set your notifications for that as well. We will see you guys Sunday reviewing Auburn's big win over UMass War Damn Eagle. War Damn.